Um, so welcome to <laughs> our next episode of SBLG Podcast. I'm Andrew Lynn, your local Huntington Beach expert. And I'm Savannah Corrales, your San Clemente local expert. So as you can see, we have no notes in front of us. It's we have be a special episode for me. Yeah. My, my notes are like my past fire. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. We're just going to chit-chat a little bit about what's going on, what we're seeing, and hopefully make this a little bit random. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> So this will be just a little chit chat Andrew and I have. Um, I did. You did mention in the last episode that we did. Listen to the previous episode to find out. Yeah, you did mention that you wanted to touch a little bit on how people are like offering so high yep. and how they can do that. Yeah. So not being worried about like appraisals and such. So I've been working with a lot of first time home home buyers, and they're like, I'm really hesitant to offer that much that much above asking like Mm -hmm. is this really worth it like am i going to be overpaying is this home worth that much what would you say to that um overpaying and is the home worth that much i think there's a misconception of right now is this home that i love so much worth it yeah to me Yes, 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 100%. Yes, if you love it, it is. And it's worth whatever you think it's worth. Totally. Two is it's worth whatever people are willing to pay for it. Yeah. So even if the last comp was, let's say, 750 but people are going up to 850 for this one, this one's going to sell for, let's say, 820 And the next comp is going to be 820 And then the next listing will be listed at 820 or 850 Yeah. So like... Maybe a little bit less, but it's going to... Prob- pricing strategy maybe right. it'll be listed at 800 but still significantly more than the last one and i think we've both been seeing that where there's one home in the community that gets sold for sixty thousand, maybe a little bit like let's say 40 to sixty thousand dollars above asking mm-hmm. and that becomes the new comp yep and then another home in the community comes on the market and that the, that is the new price they sell it at that price mm-hmm. or they list it for that price and, and they can do that, too, because there's so many buyers. All the buyers that missed out on this last house yeah. are now going to want to buy that house. Right. And I'm seeing that, and my buyer's like, that seems so arbitrary. But I'm like, that's where the market's at. We have buyers out there that are looking. And there was one home in Irvine. There was yeah. 40 offers. I feel like when you put it that way, it's a little bit easier to understand, though, because is the home worth that much? Yes. Yeah. It is. Because there's a ready, willing, able buyer that's willing to pay that much. Multiple of them. Multiple of them, yeah. yeah. And I, like, there was one home in Irvine that, I mean, I'm, I'm mentioning Irvine because we have a lot of buyers looking in Irvine, mm-hmm. but there was one home in Irvine that was a single family home, two stories, that had, like, visible cracks in the walls and everything. So you could speculate there is structural damage, possibly, or mm-hmm. some sort of issues that need to be fixed. Yeah. And it was getting offers above asking. Yeah, so of course <laughs> yeah so i mean in this market it's kind of bizarre but it's just what it is yeah and i would say also so your home becomes the new comp if you end up getting it mm-hmm. but also the other thing you want to think of is if you are renting and and we've talked a little bit about this in our rent versus buy episode as well too like mm-hmm. the advantages of being a homeowner you get yeah. to take advantage of your tax um your tax breaks tax breaks that you don't necessarily get you don't get when you're renting um, also with appreciation and equity. Using- I think my biggest ex- incentive for renting is like rent prices have increased so much in the past couple of years, yeah. just like home prices have. So you're almost paying just as much for your mortgage as you would be for your rent. Yeah. And so you get that locked in. 
yeah, you get it locked in. So it's it's not like your rent's going to, your mortgage is going to be increasing every year yeah. because that's going to be your rate for the next, let's say, 30 years. <laughs> so you have that same price to pay while everyone else is getting their rent ticked up every single month. And you're paying that into your own investment and that investment is growing. Yeah. So you're paying off this investment that you paid for, but you're really not lose. You're literally not losing anything. You're just building into your own generational wealth. Every time you pay off that mortgage payment, it's just going into your own little investment portfolio of real estate, because you're getting you're going to be getting that back whenever you decide to sell yeah. it. And then also you're getting appreciation too, which is going to be an additional price on top of whatever you got it for originally. Yeah, and it's not just getting into that. It's not. This may not be your forever home. It may be, but if it's it could be a, just a starter home and that's a stepping stone to the next property mm -hmm. and you take advantage of that appreciation equity as it builds then you can get it upgrade into a bigger property yeah um, and jump into that next home so what are your thoughts on appraisers i've heard christian's thoughts before he's not too fond of them um <laughs> i i mean the ones that i've talked to have been fairly pleasant yeah no i think they're pleasant people <laughs> But I think that sometimes, so I guess what I'm saying for people who don't also understand where an appraiser even comes into this situation yeah. is because something that you have to take into account of when you are offering so high over list and things are moving so quickly, if you have a more, if you're cash, you know, whatever, but if you have a mortgage, you have to get that property appraised and the appraisal value is what you know, the mortgage and your lender is going to look back on to make sure that this property is worth that amount. So yeah. let's say you offered 850 in the appraisal. The appraiser went out there and said, actually, um, based on everything that we're seeing, the appraisal came back at this house is worth 800,000. Do you have that $50,000 cap? So what happens with that 50,000? In a traditional old, old market, that's not now, you could go back and negotiate with the seller like hey this is what the price came in yeah. at and you know can you lower the list or can we meet in the middle somewhere but that will not happen now so what's going to happen if it under under appraises yeah well i think um, you said that it doesn't happen and we're seeing that sellers are asking for no appraisals in their um in their counters yeah like they're asking for no appraisal contingency so even if it comes in lower you can't back out of it and not lose your earnest money deposit because of an appraisal coming in low. Yeah. So if the appraisal came in low, and I think um, not to knock on appraisers, I've never had a bad one come in. Nah. Um, yeah. But I know people on the team who have had bad experiences with their appraisals coming in low, and they get it reappraised by like two different people, and they all come back at different numbers. So it's kind of like, as a realtor, you're kind of like holding your breath right now when the appraisal's out because you're just like, fingers crossed, like it should. You know, most appraisers know what's up and know how quickly things are appreciating. They can look at the comps. They see that there were five different people that were willing to pay this price for this yeah. house. And so they're like, okay, at value. Right. And it's worth it. And some, the appraisers typically will look at us um, also where the market conditions are. Mm -hmm. And if it is a little bit higher than some of the other comps, sometimes they will like honor the purchase price right. and be willing to lend it just because the market is moving so quickly. And mm -hmm. we've seen it where you open escrow and the purchase price is higher than the previous comp, but then there's already one that's closed like down the street that is towards that purchase price. Yeah, and actually we talked about it in the last episode about my buyers that purchased their condo in January. Yeah. Um, 
they, oh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? The, oh yeah, the appraiser that came and appraised the property, as you know, we offered a considerable thousands of dollars amount over list price. I think it was 40,000 over list, if yeah. I remember correctly, somewhere around there. Um, the appraisal came back not only at value, it came back overvalued by 20,000. We've had this happen to another agent on our team just yesterday, I think. Yeah, so like even though my buyers paid $40,000 over list price, their appraisal came back at value and then some. So they already have equity. Yeah. Like literally first day in the house, they've already got some appreciation that they've earned in, in just that one day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and that's, yeah, and I'm seeing that as well too. Mm -hmm. So I think um, if you're worried about submitting high, you do need to consult your um, real estate advisor, your realtor, have them talk with your lender, you know, figure out whether you should keep your appraisal contingency. I lift them a lot um, and look into the comps and see what's happening. I've never had it be a problem for me just because we do so much research beforehand to make sure that it's going to be totally fine. Yeah. Um, and your lender, you know, is going to consult that idea as well. Um, so it's never actually all of my winning offers that I've submitted don't have a loan. Um, they do have a loan contingency. Actually, some of them don't. But they do They do not have an appraisal contingency. The, uh, the winning offers that I've had have not had an appraisal contingency. And the seller is going to counter it out anyways so, mm -hmm. in many cases. So yeah. yeah, and it's never been a problem for me. Um, so you just need to have a good realtor because there has been times where I've advised my buyers, like, we need to keep this appraisal contingency just yeah. to be safe. And it's safe. not for, uh, yeah, it'll be different for every property, for mm -hmm. every buyer. So yeah. that's why it's good to consult your lender and also your real estate agent to give you the best advice. Um, very different topic. Did you hear, <laughs> did you hear about Connor's story of that one showing that he went to from Zillow? <laughs> oh boy. Did I hear about that one? Did you hear I about that? We're like, I feel like we should share a showing horror story. Boy. on the pod have you had any showing horror stories probably but there's probably just too many that i just like blocked out of my mind i don't want to even like think about you know actually i think i should share obviously no names anonymous but this happened to me relatively recently it was like two-ish weeks ago i only told one person about it because i was just so baffled by the experience <laughs> but i was showing um I was showing a house and it was really last minute to my buyers and this is only my second time like yeah. showing them a house so we were still like getting to know each other and we were still trying to find out their <laughs> their criteria and everything and we're like walking around the house it's this little house in san juan capistrano and you know how like underneath the stairs there's like um <laughs> there's like the little storage closets sometimes yeah. that go like under the stairs yeah so it was a um house and there was air conditioning on or like maybe the heat so you couldn't really like there's really no like background noise but then my buyers were like oh did you hear something like underneath the stairs <laughs> and they they we opened up the um underneath the stairs and the seller was literally just sitting in there in a lawn chair oh my god shut the front door reading a book with the light on underneath oh my gosh underneath the stairs like the harry potter cupboard yes like the harry potter cupboard oh my and gosh. like what he did was he let out a little like <clears throat> and that's like what they heard but we like opened the door and i was baffled that's awkward he was uh, a little embarrassed i think but also he it was just you could tell that this was like 
his spot that he just kind of chilled in. So, like, maybe it wasn't that weird for him. But, like, I had no idea that anyone was in there. And, like, I was in the house for a good 10 minutes before these buyers showed up. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I have no words. Um, my buyers were shook, and they decided to not place an offer. <laughs> I don't think they would have either way, but they were just, like, thankfully, this was one of the showings that they didn't bring their kids to, because I think their yeah. kids would have been, like, um, freaked out. Yeah, because they're, like, on the younger side. Yeah. And I think on a slightly, I mean, I, I don't think I've had that before. Um, I can't think of any, like, horror stories right now. But I will mention one thing about showing, uh, like, looking at properties. Mm-hmm. I think one thing it's important for buyers to know to be careful what they say or do in the property. Mm, yes, um, because you never know. The seller yeah, could be seller underneath. seller could be there. Or many <laughs> times they'll have, like, cameras or smart devices that'll be picking up audio or video it's probably more rare that the seller is going to be in the harry potter closet but it is very common that they'll have security cameras and you know mics and stuff in the house and alexa or not alexa like ring doorbells and all that stuff so So. don't go around knocking the house when you go in the house yeah and also just don't talk about like what you'd want to offer just don't talk about those details inside of the home yeah it's better to do it outside of the home where there's not as much surveillance or anything like that that um could put you in some hot water yeah i'm just thinking about the harry potter closet that is uh funny that is it wasn't funny in the moment but it's funny now looking back onto it (laughs) yeah but i've seen some so i've been posting some like random things i've seen on ig like my ig reels like random things i've seen um what are some of the interesting things you've seen showing homes i for me, oh Reese, yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. Reese, I saw yeah. one that was like, well, go ahead. But I saw yours that was like tile in the bathroom. It wasn't even tile. Yeah, it what was, was like <laughs> stone and rock, and it looked like a DIY project. I mean, not to yeah. knock on it, but it was a little bit. Yeah, but they have no idea which house you're talking about, thankfully. So <laughs> basically, not. yeah, they're like, we know exactly which one. That one. There's such low inventory that we know the one. <laughs> no, you posted it on your, you'll have to go check out Andrew Lynn Holmes. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, on Instagram, because I think you posted it on there. Yeah, recently. <laughs> um, and there was just like stone, like there was like rock work on the on the shower. And then there was like stone on the floor and it looked like... I don't, it wasn't. It was bad. It was just a really bad design. Um, but I guess pick. there are some people that like it. I had someone comment no, saying that there? like, oh, it looks, it looks cool. I'm like, oh. okay, good for you. I mean, then this home might work for you. Know you know That's the other thing too that I've realized showing houses is like, maybe the house isn't for me. Right. But my buyers love it. And like, I, <laughs> I went, I did this one show. I don't want to tap into it too much because it is one that we closed on and I think it's beautiful now but at the time <laughs> in the beginning when we first saw it like I got there a few minutes before they did and I was like oh like complete gut Com- like they're gonna hate it right they walk in and they're like this is the one this is the one this is it and I'm like Okay, well, that makes sense as to why all the turnkey perfect houses in Ladera weren't the ones for them. This was very, very different. I hope you didn't call the baby ugly. No. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. The baby was very cute, actually, that they had. Um, oh, I didn't mean they had. They actually had a baby. I was talking about the house. <laughs> no, no, they actually had a baby. 
Is that too much information? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But anyways. <laughs> no. Um, no, I didn't call it ugly. I just didn't say anything, thankfully. Yeah. Because uh, if I know my buyers really well, I'll know, like, this isn't the one for them. And yeah. I'll tell them and I'll be like, you know, I know this one isn't checking the boxes. Right. But I didn't know them that well then because this was when we were doing a lot of virtual tours. So it was actually only my second time meeting them in person. Before this, I had only done virtual tours with them. So I didn't want to come off and be like, you know, I know this one isn't the one for you, especially right. because they walked in, they saw the um, unique kitchen and they were like, oh my gosh, this is the one. This is the one. And that, and that's why there's a buyer for every home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, very unique. And now I look at it and they've even put in some work, some little work into it. And it looks very charming, very unique nice. and cute. So that's why we should never pass our judgment as agents. We let the buyer decide what they but um i think that sense. your judgment about the uh the stonework the stone i think that was warranted yeah in I, the i'm a little concerned for anyone that thinks that would be a good design choice yeah. and then there's been other things like a mirror over the bed and other things has but... there been any like really bad things that i've seen like design choices no well, but i have seen really like nasty houses before where like they didn't get it ready to list it all oh yeah and it's just like disgusting. I have hand sanitizer in my car, like the spray kind. And I normally never use it after a show, <laughs> after like, a showing. <laughs> but after I come out of a really nasty, dirty house, which doesn't happen too often, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need to jump into like a bath of Clorox. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So other than that, I think that there hasn't been too many houses that i've seen that have been like super crazy but that's literally the only story that i have of that one seller underneath the that one that one i think take, <laughs> takes takes the cake. cake yeah you know no i think connor's story takes the cake maybe we'll save it I for next time. yeah i don't know if he wants us to share on the pod but i guess you can dm <laughs> us if you really want to or dm connor if you really want to know um but yeah yeah i guess that's probably enough for today. We've gone over a lot of <laughs> random topics, and hopefully, I thought this was fun. Yeah, a little chatty episode. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys got to learn a bit more about appraisals and what that entails, so that's cool, too. And about things that we've seen. Yeah. Like, so definitely go check out Andrew Lynn Holmes on Instagram. And Savannah Corrales on Instagram. You can see the horrendous rock table stone i don't even know what you yeah. call that just go That's look right. at yeah it. just take a look share your thoughts share your thoughts maybe they were going for like a spa feel maybe but then they just took a left turn and went pure mm. stone anyways all right well we will see you guys for the next episode and as always have a great rest of your day yeah we'll see you next time bye